0: This is Redhead Family Therapy Guy and a Mike podcast Q&A series.
1: All right, here we are for another Q&A with Redhead Family Therapy Guy. And a Mike. I'm John. I'm Michael. And we've got some good questions for you.
0: Some fun and exciting ones. Yeah, some
1: fun ones and then a good uh, like mental healthy type one that uh, one of our favorite listeners. I'm sure she's probably our biggest fan. The one that answered this question we won't reveal it this time but it's coming awesome all right you want to go with the fun one let's do it all right um so what's the toy that you always wanted as a kid but never got i've got two in mind they're kind of in the same genre you want me to lead off or you yeah you go first i
0: need a little thinking time all right,
1: for whatever reason my parents would not buy me legos <sighs> i don't know why I don't know what it was. And were they really expensive when we were kids? I mean, they weren't like Please. now where you've got the sets of every <laughs> every major cartoon movie that exists, and then Ninja Go and all the other ones. And now that they've got the female gendered ones and all that. But so I always wanted Legos. And for whatever reason, my parents were not having it. I also like Unto what in Lincoln logs. And I remember playing with somebody or my grand, somebody had like maybe a family member cousin or something when we were there for a holiday, had one. And I think it just like, like occupied me all night. And I'm like, oh, just normal
0: Lincoln logs.
1: Yeah, dude. The old school ones, man. And I'm like, you know, like for whatever reason, my parents didn't want me to build it. Like you're not going to be an engineer. Not if I have anything to do with it. So, so I never got to do the building ones, man. So those were the ones that I remember longing over really long universe. And I always wanted more transformers. I always wanted more transformers. I think I wanted so, GI Joe's too. And like, my parents weren't like buying me. I don't know if they were trying to keep my balance down or something, but
0: I, <laughs> I think one of the most amazing things as I've gotten older is the realization that I can buy some of the things that I always wanted that my oh, parents goodness. would not buy me, and thus is you see all my toys. <laughs> I wonder if that's why my kids like. Do my kids have so many Legos?
1: <laughs> yeah, because we totally subconsciously <laughs> buy them for your kids, build my child, for yourself.
0: Man, what is the toy? I, you know, I feel like I was treated really well at Christmas. Um, you know, I. I really wanted a Nintendo for a while, and that Mm. one I had to save up. That one, my parents were like, you have to save up. I didn't have to save up the whole price, though. I only had to save up, I think, half, and then they bought me, so it took a lot of car washes to do that. But my favorite toy that I never got,
1: So I have a Nintendo. If you're still thinking I have a Nintendo story. So how about this, dude? My grandfather.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I never had ColecoVision. Because, right? uh, like, of course, we all had, like, Atari or whatever. Um, my grandfather had ColecoVision, and he got Nintendo, like, when, like, the first year it came out. Like, when it had the robot. That's awesome. Like, Super Mario and the robot thing. Yeah. And like, yeah. He had it, like, that's for crazy. many years. Like, for many years. And so it was, like, I was super excited. Because I got to go to my grandpa's house and play Nintendo, like we That's played Duck awesome. Hunt, and I would destroy my grandpa. And there was this little tiny TV in the back room, little <laughs> TV that I'd sit on the with like the floor. little
0: little like they had the little like remember that pokey thing? It wasn't like audio video cables. It was like a coaxial type cable that would go into the back of the TV. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah.
1: But I like I spent a good deal of time with Duck Hunt. And uh, that what was and the, the robot Nintendo. thing. I don't know what so the robot, robot was. there was a game. There was this interactive game where mm-hmm. there was like a robot and you would have to get the robot and the robot would move this spinning thing or this thing that would touch the buttons of the controller. And it was, like it was way too complicated. I remember we just I cheated. And my brother would, my brother would be the robot and I'd be like super Mario. And
0: so I it remember, was, yeah, it was really involved. It was really, it was, yeah, I don't, it, it was a marketing thing that did not go well. I remember the first console I had was an Atari and that was because Nintendo was out and Atari was like super cheap.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's when we went, my
0: dad went full
1: in on Atari. We, we got so many games when Nintendo came on the scene.
0: Yeah. And Atari,
1: like, do you remember Atari? You could hook up to any TV. You'd go back in yep. the back you'd like yep.
0: screw it into like the little. And yeah. And the, you had to, like, yeah. The coaxial was, like, kind of like the little, thing. I don't yeah, know what they, that's they, called. It was like the they, pokey they, thing like, or something. Could get some Radio Shack parts or yep. Yeah. <laughs> back when Radio Shack was around. <laughs> You know, oh, that's one thing. That's a toy I Radio always, Shack I always, I, I don't know. I saw a post on that that one Instagram channel, um, the funny one. I can't remember what is it called. I, I saw a post on there. Quirky comics, that one. Quirky comics. It might have been that one where where they had shown a Radio Shack store. So I, there might be some. Or There's still I, some around. There was privately all, owned all, or something. I don't know that the the Radio Shack corporation the is company around. corporate. But uh one thing I always wanted was like a hobby grade RC car. And yeah. and I I got one when I was like 28 or something. The batteries would last it for like for Christmas five for myself. Minutes. The batteries would last for like 5 minutes. <laughs> well like the cheaper ones, right? But I wanted a hobby grade one. Either I, I was either well back then it was probably a fuel one, a gas powered one. That you'd have to get uh, really, but, but yeah, when I was 20, like 27 or 28 for Christmas, I bought one and, uh, and like I still have it. Dollars. It's about like it, four or $500. it was on sale. Well, it's not, it's a, a 18th scale or 16th scale, which is a little bit smaller. It's like that big. The 10 scales are like that big and then you have a five scale. So the, the one I got was a 16 scale and it's like that big. I still have it and it, was on cell for i think 120 it was originally like 300 or something it was they just continued that line and i just watched, happened to get lucky but it, it the batteries last about 40 minutes on it do you ever watch like i've watched some youtube videos of those guys that like yes it's incredible
1: what those guys can do i had it's a couple fun. friends that like were into it and so i went a couple times just for them just like hanging out when they like went to these like warehouses in the middle of yeah. nowhere where there's like all these people like buying and selling and racing
0: cars it was like a like this whole underground world of rc cars when i got this Mm -hmm. i was in illinois so i might have been maybe i was in my early 30s but anyways i was in in chicago when i was at the chicago office and uh and wayne was (laughs) with me right so it's us two guys in this office and all for lunches all i would bring my my rc and we would like take tables and build like ramps <laughs> and just jump in you and you guys are a full 12 year old <laughs> it was awesome i don't i think, really I think wayne enjoyed it but man that's the one thing is i've gotten older the realization that i can actually buy what i want i don't have to ask for it has been has been amazing a little so dangerous, dangerous sometimes a little dangerous i spend really no I made money it- When my wife
1: and I first got married, I made her promise that she'd buy me a toy every year for Christmas. And she did really well for like a decade. But then I think she kind of gave up on it. Did you not
0: get a toy last year? I
1: don't I don't think I I don't think I did. I don't remember. I'm gonna ask for one this year. I'm gonna push her on it this year. I always oh get a boy.
0: toy for Christmas, at least Legos, yeah, at least Legos for Christmas. Oh, I, I no, not that's not, things. I can't say that.
1: I always get a Lego, right? Yeah. So look
0: at my Lego, my Star Wars Lego question. Yeah, always a Lego. That's true. And I usually, usually some other, some other things. All,
1: All right. right. So she, are we ready for the serious question? Let's do it. All right. So this comes from Aunt Kay. She's, thanks, Aunt our, Kay. She's got to be our biggest fan, I'm sure, down there in Texas. That's down awesome. now, around there, are pictures. Now she says, "I've read that ninety percent of our stress is self-imposed. So, what is the best way to manage the other ten percent?" I think the keyword as stress. Oh, sorry. I I think the keyword is manage, um, in, as stress and
0: is inevitable. <laughs>
1: Um, that's Aunt
0: Kay, I, <laughs> I think yeah, I think the maybe ninety percent self-imposed <laughs> might be where I would start.
1: Yeah, I was like, well, if you can get t- if you take care of the ninety, then you should be pretty good. If I can get down to ten percent stress, I'm going
0: to be all right. Well, and I wonder, I wonder how uh, I wonder how how the maybe some of that research or whatever she's reading is yeah, be is written the, yeah, it would be to see what they what they studied.
1: And so I, I wonder, yeah, what
0: self-imposed means and yeah, kind of how the research. Yeah, how think, that's written. yeah,
1: because it'd be interesting to see what the metrics are, right? Because it's like for sure there are things out of your control, yeah,
0: like COVID, you know, and the whole but our, uh, our response to stress is mm-hmm. is within our control, right? And so maybe Absolutely. maybe that's kind of how it was written is that is that the way we, you know, maybe we can't control 90% of what kind of goes on within our life. I still, well, even that can, I'm not sure it about, 90% but 90% is
1: self-imposed.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's true. So I, what I would think is there's all types of things that go on within our, our life and, and maybe we can't control a lot of those things, but we can control how we perceive or how we react to them. Yes, And, and so I would say uh, that's a huge part of what we can control. Right. And I think focusing on our perception, our reaction, and also kind of what do we do on a regular basis to mitigate and lower um, stress in general? So do mm-hmm. we have certain go-tos, maybe two, three, four things that we do each day that helps us to yeah, good, uh, lower stress? To get good dopamines in the brain. Yeah. That's what do you do, John? Part.
1: Well, I I think, you know, one way to I think, think about this is, um, and the idea of stress is, is what can I control and what can I not control, mm-hmm. right? And, and what can I, like, I, I, one of the phrases I use a lot with my clients um, is, you know, where do you end and where does, you know, where does that, that person, you know, that X person that someone might be worried about or the world begin, you know, like what, yeah. what is in your locus of control, what is influenceable and what's not influenceable. And so if we say that 10%, maybe is the things that are outside of our control Mm-hmm. I, I, and the thing I like to look at is power versus force, right? So like the things that we can control is really just our thoughts and our actions and how we respond to something. And, um, and so it's kind of like, you know, what can I influence, right? Like, like in marriage, for instance, um, I absolutely know how I could make my wife's life miserable, you know, Sure. but I could also be a perfect husband and she could still have a really bad day. Right. So it's like this idea of what, what, where, how do I influence others? And so I think managing like the perspective of stress is just one aspect is like, well, what can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of just fretting over the things that are terrible and horrible in the world, or you're seeing somebody really struggling is I think just like, well, how much is there responsibility in my part in this thing? And really assessing that deeply and then going, okay, can do I have to just let this go? Yeah, or, or can I confront the situation? Or can I do something to help it help it be better? Right? So that's just a perspective thing. As far as like the idea of dopamine and feeling good. You know, one of the things that's been really, um, really eye opening to me, particularly, I would say, overall in the last 10 years, but particularly in the last five years, is how much my diet affects how I feel. I've known just a huge impact of healthy eating in regards to mood, which is kind of crazy. Um, uh, So I think, you know, being aware of diet is really huge. I think sleep is absolutely enormous, getting really good sleep and being rested. And then for me, like I have to exercise like the last two weeks, I've not exercised for a while. I was sick about three weeks ago. And then uh the, the, the weather's changed a little bit. And so it's made it a little bit more discouraging to get out of bed in yeah. the morning and we've had a bunch of rain and I don't have like a lot of inside working out equipment. So I do I get out and run and I ride bikes typically is what I do. And so um those are the main things. So like those those three things and dialing those in for me um in the last <clears throat> in the last five years, particularly has really made life more manageable. Yeah. And, and, and it's helped me feel kind of good. Um, I, and I think another one for me is like, I need sounding boards. You know, I need mm-hmm. like my wife and I just talk things out all the time. We're constantly talking to each other through the day and like, what's going on? And Nick's going through a calendar or schedule and talking about what she's frustrated with with one of the kids that came up or, um, you know, Mike and I talk a lot. And so, you know, I think it's just me being able to verbally process yeah. um, is huge. You know, it kind of gets the chatter down because it's like, I don't keep things in. Like if something's bugging yeah, me, I'm going to speak. Yeah. I'm going to speak it out loud. And then, yep. and then to me, it's like, once you speak it out loud, it's like, okay, well, that's what it is. Like, that's what I'm bothered about. And so then it's like, okay, do I need to let it go? Or is there something to address there? Like, do I need to address the situation at work? Do I need to address the situation of friendship? Do I need to address this in my marriage? Um, so I get to a place of like action. And if like, if there's nothing for me to do, I'm really good at just being like, well, that's all I can do. I you know, my yeah. heart goes out to that person, but that's all I can do, you know? How about you, Mike? What are, Michael, what are the things
0: that you? Yeah, I think similar use. things for me. Um, you know, I agree with diet, uh, exercise or nutrition in general. Um, you know, and, and when I say diet, really just what am I, what am I consuming? Not, not necessarily cutting things out as much as am I getting enough vegetables? Am I getting enough greens? Um, you know, especially uh, certain certain vitamins for me help with energy, vitamin B, um, uh, and, you know, taking a B complex vitamin is really helpful vitamin D. Um, and then, and then for me, just a lot of greens. and everybody's different. But for me, if I, if I consume a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, I do a lot better than when I consume other foods and and I can consume other foods also, but I need a higher quantity of greens, especially dark leafy greens, spinach, kale chard really, really seems mm. to hit home for it's me. It's crazy. We're system. no.
1: I'm no nutritionist at all. Right. So take no me either. Normal. Yeah. But like, I really think grains is the culprit. You know, there's all this stuff about, you know, meat that heavy meat diets or, um, like keto stuff. And then there's like veggie and all that. But, um, but I think grains is the, I think the, the complex, you know, carbohydrates and the big, um, you know, molecules and all that, like, it's really hard for the liver. I think the liver gets, um, slowed down man and like yeah. if our body's backed up and processing stuff I but again i have like no i'm not the
0: person. That yeah should.
1: and it i mean it that's depends. what i've noticed in my um, own personal life yeah
0: everyone's a little and you got to kind of figure out what works for you it's totally true um beans beans work good for me i love beans and then for me if we grind our own wheat and so that Dude, I, I can eat what? tons of wheat what and, are you doing you have like farmland great.
1: what are you doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you like in the garage yeah, exactly so i gotta, gotta go, go down your and your do my wheat? chores what are you tonight talking about <laughs> we just have a nutramill it's an electric grinder Wait, you don't like
1: that like seriously you don't trust the the flour at the store you just go with, like an older grain like ones that aren't as GMO or something like what's that about
0: it's just hard hard white wheat i mean it's it's well mm-hmm. i mean it's wheat um you we have hard red wheat also but that doesn't doesn't seem to fluff up as well for bread but they're both nutritionally the same uh-huh. but it's also a lot cheaper to the at least the way we do it to purchase our own uh, wheat berries wow. and then grind them but we go through quite a bit a lot of we do a lot of waffles we do uh, bread we do some pizza sometimes but for a me a anytime. lot of a lot of vegetables and then yeah if i'm gonna do grains uh wheat um that we you know we grind ourselves seems to do wonders for me um Now, as far as other things, you know, meditation, so I would say breathing, breathing, and then some form of just like pondering, thinking, meditating, where I'm kind of clearing my mind out. So not just thinking, um, but really clearing my mind out, connecting with, with, you know, myself connecting with, you know, spirituality, that on a daily basis Mm -hmm, does wonders, and especially, you know, breathing for me really just even just a quick breathing exercise a few times a day does such crazy. I mean, yeah, it really helps. It really so, de escalates, gets back to ground zero. Yeah. Those are my go-tos though. If I eat enough fruits and vegetables and then yeah, exercise too. I, I think we would see for most people, there's going to be something to do with nutrition, something to do with uh, exercise, and then something to do with yeah. some type of breathing or meditation.
1: I um, I listened to a podcast not too long ago where this guy was talking about, I wrote a book. Oh my gosh, I got to do a better job of like keeping tabs of stuff that people might want to hear. But um, he talked about how one of the things that cell phones have robbed us of is boredom and reflection. Yeah. you know because the instant thing we'll do like waiting in a line or sitting and waiting for somebody in a car where we used to just sit you know and and reflect and just naturally think about our day or think about things we you know we go right and and we put this thing in front of our face that introduces information or you know, externalizes. It doesn't get us just inside our own head. You know, we used to just sit at doctor's offices or just sit in the car. I mean, how many hours, Michael,
0: do you remember just being in the car, going someplace with your parents or whatever? Well, even for work, I mean, we used to drive. I, when I was in Chicago office, probably 30 to 50% of my time was driving places. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I, got, I just I turn everything off and just be in silence, yeah. right? Just drive yeah. for hours. And so this
1: guy, this guy was making this point about how, how negatively that's affected us and, and really how much we're being robbed by boredom, that boredom's a really important stress to have
0: mm. and
1: that it, and that it creates um, and activates, you know, this aspect of, of being engaged and working to solve problems or go out and do things. And now, you know, people aren't, it's so easy to, I mean, how easy is it to, is it to flush, you know, two hours down the toilet in your phone? It, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's
0: it crazy. sounds like it's hitting on that resilience com, component, mm-hmm. that resilience mm-hmm. piece where, you know, it, it used to be that you, you, uh, you couldn't have that immediate gratification, right? You, if you yeah. didn't have anything to do, you just had to sit and wait. I, I remember as a kid, um, my, I, I would get up early a lot, like five, um, sometimes before five, because I just wanted to play so bad, especially on Saturday mornings. Get up, want to go play. And I'd end up just sitting outside waiting for my friends to wake up. And sometimes it would be like an hour or two. <laughs> you on know, I curb, might play by myself sometimes. But yeah, I just kind of sit and wait. And the patience that you know, I didn't we didn't have cell phones. I mean, right. I, I could go back and and twirl my my home phone around. I mean <laughs> i could have watched cartoons but i just like being outside so i would just be outside just walking around or waiting and and yeah i think that 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 teaches a a lot of resilience it it teaches you well it teaches you patience and it teaches you that you can be okay on your own you don't have to have something Something. right then right yeah so many people talk about that so many clients talk about
1: they have to be distracted and i'm like you gotta learn, and that that's what I'll introduce to talk about meditation because you gotta learn to be able to sit with yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a really important mm-hmm. thing to know. And it's really important to know that so that you have a clear conscience, because that's if you don't have a clear conscience, that's your subconscious telling you you need to work, you need to address something. You know, you need to address this relationship that's not in good order, or you need to confront this dragon in your life. And if you are always busy or distracted or in your phone. And you don't ever look at that. And then you're riddled with anxiety or depression. And it's like, well, you don't have any idea why. It's like, well, have you just thought, you know, I mean, a lot of time, that's what I'm doing in therapy, just getting people to slow down and just think, just reflect. Yeah, process. process. Mm -hmm. The process, because it's so, it's interesting that we're losing the art of just process because, you know, we're so distracted in, in in iPhones or technology or whatever. All right. I don't know. Does that do it? I
0: think so. Q&A?
1: That was a good question. That was great. Thanks, Aunt Kay. I hope you listen and enjoy and follow up if you don't think we hit it, hit it on the yeah. head. So. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Till next thanks, time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Okay.